Hello, Island Church, and welcome back. This is our fourth and final installment of the series, Divine Direction. Uh, as we are looking at the word direction and how God uses that in the Bible uh, to be able to help us navigate through all the things that's going on around us. Um, because if, if there's one thing we need right now is we need divine direction in our lives every single day to be able to avoid the pitfalls and the snares uh, that the enemy would have uh, to, to, uh, to take our eyes off of the most important thing, and that is our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Um, as we're looking at divine direction today, uh, we're looking at a new definition of the word. Um, so this one, uh, the word direction is defined as um, indicates tendency or trend. So in this particular definition is when uh, data would be collected or, or you would look at, uh, at the history of something uh, and, and make a, a determination of what direction it might be headed uh, as a result of that. Um, so the way that that word would be used is um, one that we're, we very much know here in Texas, what direction is the storm moving? So, you know, when we, when we get a storm down in the Gulf, a lot of times uh, they'll look at the data, uh, the wind current, uh, all the different things that are, are taken into consideration about this. And based on that data, uh, they will make a determination and you'll see it on the weather maps uh, of where they predict that that storm will move or, or what direction that storm will go. Uh, and, and that's how um, we get ourselves prepared uh, based on that. Um, so indicates a tendency or trend. Uh, another thing is uh, what direction is the stock market going to go? So a lot of those things that, that take in data and, and use that uh, trend. But I want us to take a look uh, today at divine direction. Uh, today's uh, sermon is going to be titled, The Direction of the Storm. Um, but first, I want to share with you a, a, a story, just a, a lighthearted story, uh, about Earl and Martha. Now, Earl and Martha had been married uh, and getting ready to celebrate their 50th wedding anniversary. So Martha wanted to be able to do something just absolutely uh, special for Earl. So Martha, uh, Earl had kept... Uh, in their barn, out in the, the far back, out past the, the pasture, uh, in one of their older barns, he had kept the truck, the very first pickup truck that he had ever owned, the one that he, he used when he learned to drive when, when he was just a, a very, very uh, young teenager, uh, the, the one that uh, he drove when he and Martha had met. They had been married uh, now for, for uh, as I said, 50 years, but all the time that they were dating, uh, he, he drove that truck, and he had kept that old truck uh, in the barn. So Martha wanted to surprise him on their anniversary, on their 50th uh, wedding anniversary, and, and get that truck restored. So, uh, so she, uh, she worked with the folks that were gonna be able to do that for her. They, they snuck the truck out of the barn, uh, took it, and, and just did a complete frame-up restoration of that pickup truck. I mean, when, when uh, so this was a, an old step-side pickup truck, and I mean, it just looked 
brand new. The bed of the truck uh, had brand new wood in it now, uh, brand new white, white wall tires. Uh, the paint was just sparkling. I mean, everything in it, the inside had been redone. New upholstery, new dashboard, new steering wheel. I mean, everything in that truck was just like the day that it rolled off the assembly line uh, when it was originally made. I mean, it looked identical, uh, fully restored, back to the way it was when, when Earl first got the pickup truck. Um, so she had it in the driveway uh, to be able to, to surprise Earl. Um, and, and so she wanted to get, get this done before the party started. So they, they went out in, into the driveway when, when they, they dropped off the truck. Uh, Earl comes home and, and uh, here comes the big unveil. So, uh, so Martha gets out and, and she has it covered and, and she says to Earl, I wanna show you something in the driveway. And they, they go out and, and all of a sudden, you know, they pull the, the blanket off the truck, the cover, and there, there it sits. I mean, and it's just absolutely shining and glowing. And Earl sees it and his chin uh, just hits the ground. He didn't know what to think uh, when he saw that truck. And he, he looks over at Martha and he says, hey, Martha, let's go for a ride. So they, they hop in the truck, they, they go down to the pond where they used to go uh, when they were teenagers and, and driving and, and it's still an, an unpaved road and they're, they're, on that, they're on that gravel road and it's up and down uh, just like it used to be and Martha's sitting over on her side looking out the window and, and all these flashbacks and all these memories uh, keep going through her head of when they were teenagers and, and Martha uh, sees a bench where they used to sit uh, and, and he would skip rocks out over the pond and, and she looks over at Earl and she says, you know Earl, I remember when we were teenagers, uh, people would drive by us and they wouldn't even know that there were two people in this pickup truck. Well, I'd be so close to you. I'd sit on your lap. Remember how you taught me how to drive and hold the steering wheel? Remember how you used to let me uh, take care of, the, of shifting the gears? And, and we, we, I, I would just grab you around the neck. And people said they didn't know if it was one or two people in that pickup truck uh, because of how close we always were. And she said, but, but look at us now. You know, here I sit all the way over here and you're all the way over there. What happened to that spark? What happened to that passion? What happened uh, w when we used to be uh, just uh, in love to where we couldn't be separated? And Earl, he's shifting gears and kind of shifts down, shifts down the gear, uh, takes his foot off the throttle, kind of lets it coast for just a bit looks over at Martha, holds out his hand, and he said, without even thinking, I never moved. And you know, that's the way it is a lot of times. We, we allow circumstances and things, and um, you know, I, I, I remember um, no doubt when, uh, when I first came to the Lord, how excited I was. And, and how I, I wanted to just go out and, and tell the world. I was a, a, a very, very young at the time, but I wanted to go tell the world about Jesus. I wanted everybody to know about Jesus. And, and that's a passion that 
too many times we allow it to, um, to dissipate and, 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 to, uh, and to fade away a little bit. And before you know it, we find uh, distance starting to come between us. And that's why I want to encourage you to join the stirring that is going on here at Island Church. Be part of, of, of that. Uh, uh, there, there's this new song called Rattle by Elevation Worship, and I absolutely love that song. And there's one particular uh, line in the song, and, and you know, every time I hear that song, I, I just want to, I listen to it on my way to work a lot of times. Man, I just want to absolutely jump up out of that pickup truck and just go running down I-45 and, and shout the name of Jesus and hallelujah. But there's a, a line in that song and it says Pentecostal fire is stirring something new. And a lot of times you hear that, well, when are we going to get back to normal? I don't want to get back to normal. Times like these, we can't be normal anymore. When we see darkness coming on the world, when we see uh, Scripture starting to become real, when we see prophecy turning into history, and we know that the rapture of the church is imminent and is coming very, very soon. We want to be part of that final harvest. We want to be uh, part of that final great move of God upon the earth and be able to be part of that and be part of that direction that God is heading and come in and be part of it. If you've ever been affiliated with this church, be part of what's going on right now, of the move of God, the touch. I've heard Pastor Rusty say this about the room where we're praying in right now. He says you can feel the touch of God in that room, and he could not be more right. There is a pushing back of the darkness going on in that room. There is a stirring of the dark, a stirring of something new going in that room. There is a preparation going on in that room, and we are getting ready for revival fire to burn. We are getting ready uh, for that great uh, harvest that God has waiting for us. The seeds of the gospel that have been sown now is a time for those to be harvested. And we need to be a part of that great, that great move of God. We want to be close, closer to God uh, than we've ever been. But one thing I want to get into really quickly. Uh, you know, when you're, uh, people find out that you're a minister, you're a preacher, that you, you, you know, you've been a pastor. Uh, one, one question that I get a lot, uh, especially if somebody's asking me about the Bible, they'll say, uh, Rob... What is your favorite verse in the Bible? Now, when I tell you what my favorite verse is in the Bible, uh, and, and people look it up, they, they kind of look at me a little bit quizzical. You know, it, it's, uh, and there are many wonderful verses in the Bible, and I don't want to discount any of those. I mean, these are exceeding great and precious promises uh, that the Bible tells us that we have. Uh, you know, things like John chapter 3 and verse 16, where we find out how much God loved the world. Second uh, Timothy 3.16, where we find out what, how powerful the Word of God is and what it's able to do for us. 
Uh, in, in Acts chapter 2, when we find out uh, that first gospel sermon preached in the name of a risen Lord and how that uh, on the day of Pentecost that there be the cloven tongue set upon them uh, in the upper room like as of fire, uh, all the great things that goes on and, and the great revival uh, that goes on through Jerusalem. The verses that talk about a risen Lord. He is risen. Those that are on the road to Emmaus, when they go in and tell the disciples, it is true, Jesus is risen. When Mary goes back and when, she, uh, when Jesus appears to her and she says, He has risen. He has risen. Why seek you the living among the dead? So many wonderful verses. But for me, Mark chapter 5 and verse 1. Actually, just the, the first part of it. And they came over unto the other side of the sea. And, and people hear that and they're like, what in the world? Why would that be your favorite verse? Because it is the summation. Mark chapter 5 and verse 1 is the summation of everything that happened in Mark chapter 4 proceeding up to that verse. And they came over unto the other side of the sea. I'll tell you when this verse was given to me. Um, a, a lot of you have known, uh, my wife Priscilla and I, we've been attending here at Island Church for about a year now. Um, and we recently were able to go to the new membership class. Uh, Pastor Rusty was able to lay hands on us in a, a beautiful service uh, that welcomed us in at, at, as members of Island Church. Uh, just a, a fantastic service. I mean, I, I don't have words to explain how great that service was and, and what it meant to be a part of that. Um, but so my wife Priscilla, back several years ago, was, uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer. And, um, you know, like a, a, a lot of people, um, you know, much like uh, the people who were in the boat in Mark chapter 4, um, you know, we, we, we thought that was, we thought it was the end. We, we thought it was, was over. Uh, you know, in, in Mark chapter 4 and verse 38, the disciples uh, go in and they wake Jesus up and they say, Master, carest not that we perish? Do you not care that we're going to die? We, we thought it was over. When we heard the word cancer, it, 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 we were crushed. And I had to get alone and talk to God. And, you know, that is uh, one of the first times that I really felt like, um, you know, God even spoke to me. I heard it as plain as day when God spoke to me. And I asked God for a word. You know, in, uh, earlier in uh, this series, we talked about a rhema word. Well, Mark chapter 5 and verse 1 was my rhema word. Uh, I, I didn't just need the written word. I didn't just need the graphe. I didn't just need the message of that word. Uh, you know, I didn't need to hear the sermon of it or, or the, the explanation of it. I needed a rhema word. And my rhema word was, they came over unto the other side. They made it. And that was my rhema word. So I had gotten, uh, at, at the time, uh, Priscilla and I, 
we, we had these his and her Jeep Wranglers and, and we were working on them and mine was more of a, mine was more of an off-road version and, and hers was what we like to call a, a pavement princess and if, if you have a Jeep Wrangler you know what I'm talking about. Uh, so so it, it looks like it could go anywhere but it was more of a piece of jewelry uh, than it was uh, something for off-roading. But so so I was out working on these Jeeps and, and I was working on, on the one um, the one that was mine. Uh, the one that I primarily drove, um, and I had laid out everything. So I had taken all my tools out, I had laid out uh, all the different sockets that I would need, and I, I put these all on the front of the Jeep bumper, uh, just, just right on the bumper, because I was going to be working under and going in and out and, and underneath. Um, so I, I put all my wrenches, my sockets, um, the socket wrench, uh, all the different things that I was going to be putting on, all the little nuts and the bolts and everything that was with it, uh, and, and put them all, um, put them all on and laid out uh, all the way across that bumper. And then I got under, and uh, I can't remember what piece it was that I was changing, but I was going to need one of those ratchet wrenches, the ones uh, that, that will turn on the inside of the wrench, uh, because I had to get up into a, a spot in the Jeep that wouldn't allow me to use a, a socket. So uh, I was like, well, I'm going to have to run out to Lowe's. And um, so there was a Lowe's uh, down the interstate, not too far. So I just uh, jumped in the Jeep and, and turned it on. And man, I just took off because I, you know, there were so many things going on in my head. Everything was crazy. Um, uh, but, um, you know, I, I was still looking for that, that rhema word from God. And so I, I went out of our neighborhood, uh, got onto the interstate. Man, I just floored it on the interstate. Um, you know, probably going uh, 70 miles an hour. Um, you know, uh, took that turn into Lowe's and just uh, this, just jerked the vehicle in there. Uh, ran in, got what I need, came out. Uh, I got my wrench, so I'm, I'm good. Uh, go back up, turn back on, get on the interstate, uh, pull back in. I had forgotten something. I had left all those tools out, Every, the, the little round socket wrenches, the nuts, the bolts, all that stuff. I mean, it was from one end to the other, everything that I would possibly need to be able to work on that Jeep. And did I get into her Jeep and go, no, I got into the one, of course, that had all the tools on it. Uh, and there I go. And I was thinking, oh, are you kidding me? Uh, you know, what else can happen? And I, I was like, well, now all my tools are gone. But I got out, and this is when God spoke to me. I had traveled from my house, out of my neighborhood, up hills. Now, in, in Kentucky, we have hills. Um, you know, so you're up and down and all around and curves. Um, and I got out and looked. Everything was still there. Everything, every socket wrench, every, uh, every tool, every nut, bolt, all of it was still there exactly where I put it. I couldn't believe it. I, I, I didn't know what to think. And that's when God gave me this word. If I can hold all this in control... just to make you understand that I will be with you 
in this storm, then I'll do it. Go read Mark 5, 1. And when I looked at it, it just didn't make a lot of sense to me. And then I backed up and I, I read and I found out in verse 38 that Jesus, he was in the hinder part of the ship asleep on a pillow. He was asleep on it. He was purposely asleep. He didn't just fall asleep. He didn't doze off uh, like I do, seems like every night. He was purposely asleep on a pillow. And they wake him and say unto him, Master, care us not that we perish. And he arose and rebuked the wind and said unto the sea, Peace. Be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. And he said unto them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that ye have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said one to another, What manner of man is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? It's scary times that we're living in. You know, there, there, there's things, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not here to, to try to portray, uh, you know, rose petals and, and fireworks. It's a rough age that we're living in. You know, there, there are pandemics. There are people uh, fighting diseases in hospitals right now. People that are, are winning the battle, people are, that are losing the battle. Um, there, there's fear and anxiety uh, all across the world right now. And not just in the world, but it, it, it's making its way uh, into the church. And it's time for us, time for the church, for all those who call themselves Christian, to start allowing that Pentecostal fire to burn and start something new, to make a stirring inside uh, of the core of who we are. Allow it to come up. Allow it to come forth. Allow it to give us direction in this life. The rapture of the church is coming soon. The harvest time is getting ready to happen. Let's be a part of that. Get your rhema word from God. Get your direction. Apply it to your life. Because this is God's, you know, as one of our sermons were called, God's positioning system. Allow God to position you where he needs you in this life. Be ready to do what he needs you to do. Be ready to go where he needs you to go. Be willing to talk to the people that, that need to be talked to. And, and be willing uh, to be a light and be an example. And, and to pray exceedingly day and night, just like our lesson text uh, that we've been following this week in, in uh, Thessalonians. Praying exceedingly day and night for direction. Let's be a part of this last great move of God upon the earth. What a wonderful time to be alive. That God has allowed us to be part of this great move. And I thank Him for it. In Island Church, until we meet again,
It has been my pleasure to bring you uh, this sermon series. Uh, I look forward uh, to hearing the other one. It's wonderful to be able to hear uh, the daily word of encouragement. And I hope this has been a blessing to you. Uh, and, and I hope it's something that we can take and that we can learn from. And that in the Logos that I have provided, that we can find our rhema word. God bless you.